Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Welcome, Extra Points listeners, and congratulations on making it through yet another week. Good news, the weekend awaits with its enchanting promises of endless sports and free time that ends up with you screaming silently at some jerk in the Costco parking lot instead. Or maybe I'm just projecting. Either way, we know how hard you work, and while we hope listening to all our shows makes that time go a little faster, we don't want that to feel like work in and of itself. So we've had our producers pick out their favorite bits and put them together in a half-hour supercut for you to sample. I know, I can't believe we have producers either. If you like something, check out the full episode the next week wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, thanks for supporting the network. And let me just say from the bottom of my heart as the co-founder that I sincerely hope your favorite team still loses to mine. Enjoy the shows. With our first clip here in the best of, even though we are right now in the NFL playoffs, it's always good to start looking ahead to the NFL draft. And there's no better analyst than Dale and Jeremiah, who joins Dave Damashek on minus three and talks about the quarterbacks he sees going well. One, two, three in the first round. So I mentioned Jane Daniels and Michael Penix. Michael Penix spooks me as an Indiana Hoosier guy. It would be fun if he landed mm-hmm. on my favorite football team. I don't like him under pressure, though. He's smallish. Is he going to get better? Is he going to be get more mobile the further away he gets from the big time knee injuries? Because he's hyper accurate and he showed out pretty well. But then you saw him against Michigan. And you think like against higher competition, he looked more mortal. Is he an answer in the NFL and is Jaden Daniels an answer? Those are the two guys. Uh, May and Caleb Williams, I think everybody assumes are going to go top three at at worst. uh, I think think it's a very real chance we go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback to start the draft. Oh, who's three then? Jaden Daniels is going to go. Really? He's going to go that high up? Yeah, he's going to go high. He played really well. If you just watched that just solely just off the tape this last year, Obviously, won the Heisman Trophy, you know, but he's playing in front of a better offensive line or playing behind a better offensive line. He's got unbelievable receivers, two of which are going to go in the first round this year. He played better. He played the best of all the quarterbacks. Now, I think he'll be the third, but I think he's going to go. Um, and mm. Penix, Penix has a really live arm. It is, it's a, he's a unique watch as somebody, you know, as an Indiana guy, you've seen him forever. A lefty always looks a little different throwing the ball. Then on top of that, he's from a build standpoint, he's really high cut. With kind of looks like he's got long arms, so the ball comes out. So in a low release, it even looks lower. It looks odd, you know, just watching how he throws it. But the ball jumps out of his hand. Um, The concern there is everything is really flat and firm, and like you see him drive a skinny post, like a bang, just right on. They call it a bang eight. You literally watch it and you say bang when you see it. Um, And then. Some of those up and down throws, you saw it in the Michigan game. He struggled with the touch and trajectory to kind of get up the, up over linebackers, under safeties. There's a touch involved there that I don't know that that's uh, perfect for him. He moved around really well and navigated around pressure in the first game. Uh, in the semifinals, and in the last game, he couldn't get away from it. So I, I don't think that's really who he is. I think he's a left-handed, you know, Kirk Cousins-type pocket passer. But I don't know that he has all the clubs in his bag to make all the shots as a thrower, if that makes any sense. 
Yeah, it does. And, you know, he, he like I say, three, four years ago, he was a different cat. Like he, mm. he you know, oh, he, he could run around. I think he, he could hurt him for the, the pylon. Legs. Was it against Penn State or, yeah? Good memory. That was a touch. He hit that pylon before, his, uh, before he hit out of bounds. I don't want to hear any uh, another word about it. All right. The best in the biz. I know you keep saying tackle is rich. QB is rich. Are yeah. there positions that you can feel good if you have a need as an NFL fan? Richest positions, slightest positions going into to this spring. I said last year was the best tight end group that I'd ever seen in terms of the quality and the depth. Uh, the tackle group this year, you know, and there's look, there's not a, you know, a Jonathan Ogden Orlando Pace type guy in this group, but there's a ton of them. Like, I think we could break the record for number of tackles that go in the first round. So a ton of tackles, uh, receivers each and every year, we're going to be handed receivers. That's, you know, it's where we are, which is fun. Um, there's a ton of, of talented receivers. I think we'll see three of them go in the top 10 and we're going to see, you know, we might see six or seven go in the first round. It's, it's loaded there. Um, so those, you know, in quarterbacks, I, you know, I think we'll see four, I would put it maybe at four and a half go in the, uh, in the first round. Maybe there's a fifth one that gets in there, but I think we'll see four first round quarterbacks. So that's where this draft seems to be kind of, uh, where the strength lies. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, you know, really getting into it now. And, and, uh, it's kind of fun. It's like opening up a new Christmas present every day as you, as you watch these guys. Comedian Jenny Johnson was on Extra Points with Sarah Tiana and Dave Damashek, and they get into Taylor Swift being at Arrowhead Stadium for the very cold Chiefs vs. Dolphins playoff game. And what's wrong with those NFL fans who can't stand seeing those camera cutaways to her? Do people realize that Eminem got 37 cutaways in Detroit? And yet the same people, I, I don't hear any noise about that, but I do hear about Taylor Swift. And I do have to sprinkle this thought in here from a Pittsburgh side. Million cutaways to Eminem, you know, high-end Lions fan. Million cutaways to Taylor Swift, lover of uh, of one chief in particular. Kenny Pickett, the number one, the, the, the first string QB of the Pittsburgh Steelers until he got hurt, zero cutaways in the playoff game. What the hell was that? Wasn't that weird? I don't know if you noticed that, like, no cutaway to like, hey, there's Kenny Pickett. If he hadn't gotten hurt, well, this might be his spot right here. Kenny Pickett didn't Kenny Pickett off. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know, but sick? I mean, you're watching a football game. That was weird. Has Kenny Pickett sold out Madison Square Garden? No. Yeah. I, I get it. That's why I think you should be cutting away to Taylor Swift. Her public whereabouts are news. She's the most famous person on the planet. Of course, they're going to show you that she's there and her reaction to the events. If she is at CVS, she's going to, there, there will be a camera like or someone with a cell phone reporting back to the world. Hey, guess where Taylor Swift is right now? That's what the NFL is going to do, too. They obviously. show famous people at the game all the time. They cut to Michael Jordan during the national championship game, like very, yeah. uh, quite a bit, you know? You know, they, yeah. they went during tennis. If like Nadal is playing and Tom Brady is there, they cut to Tom Brady. They cut to the, you know, the prince of, yeah. you know, the, the royal prince and the royal family several times. Yeah. They cut to Elton John. Like, like they love cutting away to famous people to show like, hey, guess what? Like other yeah. people don't. It's not just sports fans that love us. It's all these people. They cut. How about the, you the know, Chris like, Christie and Jerry Jones hug fest for the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> How about all those? I mean, people do complain about those. So I get it. It's not like this is an isolated thing. But Kurt Warner's wife, I remember that 20, 25 Jessica years ago Simpson now. Jessica Simpson and her pink jersey. Yes. Was like this is an happening. ongoing thing. It's an I don't, ongoing I, thing. Hey, people honestly, just don't I like who's ever at the top of the mountain. Is that what it is? It's the same thing. Like, people don't like the Yankees one. because they're the number one. So that's always the thing, right? Is that it? She's oh, when Derek Jeter was 
dating Minka Kelly. They used to cut away to Minka Kelly all the time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I watched a lot of those games. Like I, I think it's, it's just natural to, to cut to celebrities in the crowd. And like maybe Chiefs fans, this is just something that they're not used to because I think as somebody that lives in Los Angeles and watches Dodgers games or, you know, watches Rams games a lot, like they cut to celebrities in the crowd constantly. And I think, you know, people don't have as big a problem with Eminem because he's been a diehard Lions fan his whole life. He's from Detroit. Like, and Andy Taylor Swift is a new Chiefs fan. Like I, she okay, hasn't loved the Chiefs. And and I think people in football really get mad at her because she grew up in Philadelphia. So Eagles fans are always like, why is she like, you know, her dad was an Eagles fan. So I think that's where it goes. Because from. she's dating well, the I, superstar pretty, on the Chiefs. That's why, everybody. That's why. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that people, like if you were from a foreign country and you watched a Longhorn game, you would think that the Texas Longhorns head coach was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just on the sideline, just pumping the players up, giving them plays and plays. The LA Kings owners, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. There they are once again. <laughs> yeah. Another cutaway there. Watch, we have to show them. When you watch Kings games, there's a lot of Will Ferrell. There's a lot of Stone Street. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, like lots of... <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly Mm -hmm. right. Let's take a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Are you already suffering from Detroit Lions fatigue? Well, Jen Piacenti on WaiverWire tells me why she's already had enough of Dan Campbell and company after the Lions' first playoff victory in 32 years. Can I say something that's really unpopular now? Sure. And I'm sure I'm going to get like a lot of crap about this. I'm over the Lions and I'm not that excited for them. Sorry. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. This whole storyline, I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Um, their fans, when they booed Matt Stafford, that was the last, that was it for me. When he came out and they were booing him, like you think Matt, Matt Stafford gave everything for you guys. You're just angry people. And so I just, fine. I mean, fine. I'm happy for them, but enough about this home win and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm over it, hmm. whatever. Just play good football. I actually don't, I don't feel super excited for them anymore. I did. I loved them when I was watching Hard Knocks and the team they used to be, but now they've gotten a little chippy and I don't like it. It's kind of the way Sirianni did at the beginning. They're getting a little like the way Whoa. Nick Sirianni was walking out of the tunnel. Siri, like Sirianni became likable from the, the, the get-go, whereas like Dan Campbell kind of came in and almost as like a joke when he's giving those like, you know, biting the kneecap quotes, everyone's seeing him yeah. in the hard knocks. People are like, oh, this guy's just full of platitudes. He's just like a meathead former player who's not going to really last there. And then everyone bought in and it worked. And that's kind of why I do like them because I like that Dan Campbell proved people wrong. Um, it's pretty crazy. They go and make the trade. Obviously, they bring in Jared Goff, who was cast away from Los Angeles. They go in the Super Bowl with Stafford and Goff is seeing this guy that like he'll probably just be here as like the stopgap until the next quarterback. And nope, he gets them to the brink of the playoffs and gets them into the playoffs. Their first victory in 32 years, like I mentioned. And then plus this team was like, drafting a running back in the first one of the high pick, drafting a middle linebacker, doing things the unconventional way that teams in the NFL don't do. Um, and they just found a way to make it work. And Amon Raza guy, it's so, so easy to root for Laporta breaking records. So, um, you know, they, like I, I've drafted an Aiden Hutchinson second overall, went to Michigan. Like story local I sorry. like a lot of, I like a lot of the, the pieces from the lines. I personally can't root for another football team. I like my giants, but I could see why people are buying into it. And I am happy for, for Dan Campbell, former I giant. Yeah, I'm kind of over the um, the whole like, Jared Goff, you're good enough for Detroit. Come on, stop it. Stop perpetuating this storyline and milking that for so much attention. Just let Jared Goff be this. Whole, oh, yeah. It's funny because we it's we both know, right. Janet, if, if he if they won over. six if they won six or seven games this year, Goff is not the starting quarterback next season. That's the funny part about this. But yeah, I guess I mean winning cures everything. Come on, you're good enough for Detroit, Jared. Oh, come on. Stop trying to get your sound bites and get. Uh, but I am I'm with done. you. I am with you. The booing Matt Stafford to me makes zero sense. Booing like Matt if anything, Stafford. you should be booing the previous regime's 
for being miserable. Like and one also, of the worst drafting teams in NFL history. The Rams should have won that game for multiple reasons, many of which involve Sean McVay's. Again, I don't know. I guess these, I guess just like if you're a singer on stage and you get nervous, same thing occasionally mm-hmm. happens with the head coach. We're like under pressure suddenly, like you can't make the best decisions, but there was some time mismanagement there and, and things like that. that was, I agree. And plus that Puka, that late throw, um, that PI. Definitely was his jersey was grabbed, arm around his waist, and then plus he was also hit late. Again, refs call everything in today's uh, game, as we know. It's strange to me how they don't call that. Again, who knows if the Rams call for what happened in Dallas? And there would have been some time left for the Lions to go down. The game still could have ended the same way. But if we're going to call all this ticky tack DPI stuff and defensive holding stuff lately, um, you know, if I was a referee, I probably would have thrown the flag. Well, March Madness is right around the corner, so Toby Mergler and Brad Evans on trying to give out some of their favorite college hoops best bets to make. Yeah, do you think this is a good time to make those bets, Brad? And like, what I mean by that is we're mid-January and we got, uh, what, about nine weeks until Selection Sunday. Yeah. When's the right time to bet it? Is it at the beginning of the year? Is it right now as you have a little bit more information? You've seen some conference games. Is it like mid-February pre-conference tournament? Or do you like to wait all the way until these seeds are announced to get your action down? Yeah, look, if I think there's value on the board right now, it's worth a sprinkling and only a sprinkling. I'm not going to, you know, back of the truck, uh, take out a a big old pile of cash and throw it on any of these futures because, A, I don't like having my money tied up that long because I'm not earning any interest. And B, I got to see what shakes out on Selection Sunday. I got to see the matchups. I got to see the pairings. I got to see the path. That is what is uh, supremely valuable, in my opinion, in analyzing these teams. So in general, uh, I do not invest until the pairings actually come out and the bracket is revealed on Selection Sunday. Then I'll fire off a future or two. And then I reassess uh, when the Sweet 16 is set and I fire off another ticket. I, I fired off on three different UConn tickets last year Right before the tournament, I think I'm like 14 to one. I hit him again in the Sweet 16 at like five to one. And I hit him again in the final four at like plus 110. It was something around that uh, line. And uno, dos, tres, all three Mi Amigos hit because UConn to me, bar none, was the best data driven team that was out there. And they passed with flying colors every single eye test imaginable down the home stretch. Yeah, I personally would not get down on Purdue right now because like betting the favorite this far out scares me, especially if Zach Eady goes down. Suddenly you're holding a ticket at very long odds versus what they would be in that situation. But I do like your Auburn and North Carolina calls, even if it's not those specific teams. Those are teams where you're using the underlying analytics and you're less concerned who they play because they have outstanding uh, data supporting them against any matchup and you're getting better value for them, right? Like getting that plus 2,000, getting that plus 1,600 rather than betting the favorite two months out before the brackets even announced. Yeah, I think that's a very fair way to, uh, to take it. You know, it's got to take it smooth and easy, man. Again, you don't want to be heavily invested at this juncture in the game, because as you said, nine weeks of selection Sunday, uh, blank could easily hit the fan. Uh, so as a result, you could see a lot of these teams evolve in a negative sense. And let's stop down for a quick break here. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. What gives you the best chance to win the Super Bowl in the NFL? The stud quarterback or the genius head coach with the perfect roster? Dave Damashek and Kevin Hench discussed this topic during Minus 3. If you don't have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, you really are going to have a hard time winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it's that simple. Like, we we attempt to talk our way around all that. Dak is at least supposed to be that guy. We kind of buy him. He's paid that way, so we at least uh, we allow ourselves to think maybe that's right. And Jalen Hurts a year ago felt like, well, he's the answer there in Philadelphia. But man, it is a very short list. And as Daniel Jeremiah said, and, you know, I've said ad nauseum, you know, there is evidence this millennium that you can win the Super Bowl without one of those guys. But you got to get an inside flush. I mean, inside straight to to do it. You know, you got like you're, you're everything. The stars must align versus if you have Aaron Rodgers and his prime or any number of the quarterbacks and you know who they are. If you have one of those guys, at worst, you're going to be in the playoffs. You're you're at worst in week 18, you're going to be like, we should get into the playoffs or you're already safely in there and looking ahead to the thing. And, and like the rest of it is just noise. We're just talking around it, right? It's that's the unsatisfying answer to 80% of NFL teams. You don't have the QB. Good luck. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll have a magic year, but short of that, you ain't winning it. No, all. that's what was so wild about Stefanski getting rid of his OC. I mean, I know uh, Van Pelt didn't call the plays, but you know, by the time Driscoll started week 18, that was their fifth quarterback, none of whom are any good, by the way. You know, when Flacco finally turned into a pumpkin, it had been five years since he was good. I know he had a he had an amazing stretch run, but like that was more the Joe Flacco that we'd seen the last five years when he got under center. So sure. uh, you know, that that's that's an OC that that should be getting promoted, not uh not let go uh, because he doesn't have one of the guys and he won 11 games. Very true. But as I repeatedly said, that team ain't going to the Super Bowl. Everybody stop getting swept up in this thing that it's a great uh, Joe Flacco and all like that. It is a good story. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They're not going to run the table here. They're not going to win three road games and go all the way. I mean, the Jacks almost did, but it's, it's such a fluke when it happens. It's so random. But you could see Brock Purdy running off that field going to going to Disney World. Well, because the other side of that coin is, as I said 10 minutes ago, they have Kyle Shanahan, who built that magic staff that apparently has all the answers that can solve any NFL defense. And that gives you, you could plug anybody in there. Sam Darnold, I suspect, would probably have the 49ers in a very similar spot to where Brock Purdy has them. I know that diminishes Brock Purdy a little bit. 